Wow, what a lovely day outside. Right? The sun is shining, the breeze is blowing. I really just, you know, I wanted to spend some time together. How nice. Right? Nice and quaint. Nothing could go wrong. Safe sound. <whistles> well... Attacked by a crazy cult yet? Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Not uh, ever. <laughs> but if you recognize that, or if you recognize the title of the episode that you clicked on. Wow. Welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me, baby, where we talk nerdy to you, baby. And baby. Baby. And today we are talking about The Last of Us, part two. Part two. Not part two as in we have done this before, but part two as in the second game. Thank you for that. Hey, you never know. People, like, think weird things. You know? So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so. The Last of Us Part 2. The Last of Us Part 2. It's a really good game. It really is. It is also one of the only games I fully completed during quarantine and or this year. What was the other one? The Last of Us Part 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so tell me a bit about your history with the game. The game being Part 2 or the game being The Last Let's of Us? Let's go back to the first one and like set up this whole journey. Sure. So I saw someone doing a playthrough of it on YouTube and decided, hey, that looks really cool. So I found a way to get my hands on it and played it the first time. And I really, really, really liked it. I was moved. I cried and all those things. And it became one of my favorite games of all time. And that's pretty much uh, where I stand with the first game. And then the second game came out. They added another voice actress that I love. Who could it be? Laura Bailey. <laughs> I, I'm too lazy to add in actual harp sounds. I'm just, a lot of this episode is just going to be me waiting to see how far you'll take something. Maybe. We'll see. I, I don't or just giving you like awkward silence in between, just like that. <laughs> That's going to be so fun for the people listening to this podcast. I mean, give them what they want. <laughs> silence. Yep. You totally clicked on an episode just to hear nothing. So, I liked them. I wanted to do it again. I played it. Made me want to play the other one again. It was great. So, what about you? What is your history with the least of us? Picture, if you will. <laughs> oh, God. Let's go all the way back to the land called 2002. I had just gotten a PlayStation 2 for Christmas because I saw a commercial and wanted this game that had interesting looking anime characters and Disney characters at the same time. You find every way to bring up Kingdom Hearts. 
And so I got a PS2 and Kingdom Hearts for Christmas. Naturally, the next day I was like, I need more games and also a memory card. And so we journeyed, I journeyed with my father to the distant lands of Circuit City. <laughs> so if you don't know what that is, that is uh, almost a Best Buy. It's post Radio Shack, pre Monopoly of Best Buy. Yep. And so we went to Circuit City. Is it an East Coast thing? It might be. I have no idea. Because we had a Circuit City. It was gone before could really... It was really nice. I like Circuit City a lot. It was great. So, I got to get a couple of games. My dad got a game called Medal of Honor Frontline, which is a World War II game. And then I got a game called Dark Cloud and another one called Jack and Daxter. Created by a company called Naughty Dog. Wow, we are going all the way back. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I bring this up because I've been playing the Jack and Daxter games again lately. However, that led into the Uncharted games, which I played and I love. And that led into The Last of Us. Wow, we made it. (laughs) Yeah, I skipped all the other stuff. But yeah, like ever since Jack and Daxter, I have followed the game company. I'm like, this company makes good games. And so I played all the Jack and Daxter games, beat all of those. I played all the Uncharted games, beat all those. And then they came out with the game called The Last of Us. And I was like, ooh, this looks like it's going to use a lot of the Uncharted mechanics, but super gritty and emotional. It's true. It, it's very true. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I played the, the first one, loved it. Um, it took me a while to get into the first one, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a I'm- part where I kind of got stuck, and I think it was like the first uh, instance with the clickers. Oh, yeah. And so I got stuck for a while and, and put it down, and then I came back, and then... Kept playing to the end. And then cried. Almost. I think I got a little watery. Yeah. Casey doesn't cry as easy, though you cry more often now than you did before. Which leads me to part two. Wow. <laughs> See? Which all is the all... segues. Segways going by. <laughs> <laughs> the last of us part two. City of Tears. Otherwise known as Seattle. And Seattle day one. And Seattle day two. And Seattle Day 3. Not to mention Seattle, Seattle Day, day one, 1, Seattle, Seattle day, day 2, and Seattle, Seattle Day 3. Wow, why do you why do people listen to this? I you know, I'm not gonna ask because no. it keeps getting uh, give, give, yeah. it keeps giving us a reason to come back. I don't know no, where the no. voice is going. But anyway, the first one is great, and so naturally both of us were excited for part two. We were. Uh, I should also mention the DLC for it's through. The left, those left, left behind. Left behind. Just left behind. Those yeah. left behind. Those left behind. We left behind. All left behind. So when I got my PS4 in 2014, it came with a physical copy of GTA 5 and then a downloadable version of The Last of Us Remastered. And I was like, dude, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played this game on the PS3. Like, there's no way this game can look better. Oh my gosh, it looks so much better on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. And yeah, and then this one looks way better than the last of us remastered it was funny because it was i played the last of us part two finished it was going through withdrawal and was like i can just like dip my toes back into the last of us part one and by dip my toes i mean play that in the dlc again and it was interesting because i remember playing the last of us for the first time 
part one and being like, oh my God, these graphics, it's so crazy cool. And then you play part two and you're like, oh my God, they did even better. This is like real life. But yeah, and it's interesting to play the DLC because you see like the bridge. The bridge. The bridge. Uh, another little side note, because uh, we need those. Uh, oh yeah, this podcast doesn't meander at all. I had uh, Shannon Woodward came into uh, my work and she was getting stuff for her Switch, um, and the commercial or the trailer for The Last of Us Part Two was playing. She's like, "Oh, I was in that," and I didn't recognize her. Oh yeah, uh, you will never stop bringing this. I up cannot. Until you live- can. I cannot put this down until I am face to face with her again and can apologize, but uh, I couldn't place her. And then immediately after she left, I was like, oh my gosh, she's from Westworld. I'm so dumb. Please forgive me, senpai. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, she is, she joins the the cast and crew as Dina. Uh, So let's, let's just kind of get- yeah, she really is. So let's kind of just meander through the game. Um, sure. You know, the it starts with sort of a recap. Yeah. Which, as far as recaps go, it's pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, because not many... I can't think of another recap that almost had me sobbing in the recap. The, the recap ends with uh, Joel playing the, the guitar... <laughs> which keeps coming back, and the whole game is and about parallels. Stabbing you in and... the chest with that guitar. Eh, 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 ah. How do you? It's, you know what? No, it's, it's fine. Not, it's fine. It's the best metaphor I can think of for that game. Getting stabbed in the heart with a guitar. Yep. That's so metal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then we get a little bit of the home life of Jackson, which is uh, the, there's the little town. Yeah, there's so many. I don't feel like. I don't feel like the game beats you over the head in any way of the first one. And mm-hmm. like, oh, remember the first one? Remember that one? It's just more like little things of continuity. Mm-hmm. Because there was like a little side conversation in the first one of Joel being like, okay, yeah, maybe when this thing all Because his over. brother invites him to go join them where they're going in Jackson with him and his wife and or girlfriend at that time. Yeah. Uh, and... I can't remember. What's funny is that I, if I remember right, Joel refuses and he's like, no, yeah, that's, he's, he's like, like, that's not my style. Yeah, I, I'm not. He's like, I'm not a home life, homebody kind of guy. And the first thing we see is him and Ellie living there. Yep. Um, and then we get a few years, few years go by and now we get the, full control of, of Ellie. Yeah. And they're all, they're just like settled into the life and it's implied like, that she and Joel had a fight, and so they're not really on speaking terms anymore, and, like, that something rough is going on there anyway, and we come in at this time frame, post a fight that they had the night before. By the way, uh, we're definitely getting into spoilers, as we always do. If you didn't know that by now, this must be your first episode with us. Yeah, welcome! Yeah, we- Also, I have an inability to talk without spoilers. So we always do. But yeah. we always work, so spoilers yes. coming. So they're non-spoilery. This game is great. You should definitely play it. You have to play the first one first, or nothing's going to make sense. And you won't be as emotionally invested. The, the end. end. 
So she's angry by the sea. Of her. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it would look like if we didn't do spoilers. Yes. So we come in and it's heartbreaking because Ellie and Joel are fighting and you're like, why are you fighting? Like, that's not great. You find out there was like a homophobe at the bar. Well, yeah. Kind of, oh, yeah. No, yeah, you find you that out because you find out that uh, Dina kissed her at the dance and the bar owner told them in not so nice words that like they need to not be so open about their feelings and Joel punches him. And we find that out and about nothing else. And so the entire game, you're like, why aren't they talking? And like, you get a sense of it throughout and the story unfolds and eventually like we get yeah. there, but we'll get there. Yeah. And so you get like, you get to hang out with Ellie and her new girlfriend, Dina, mm -hmm. who like, if there's one thing that Naughty Dog does really well, and they've always kind of been able to do it really well is, is relationships and, mm -hmm. you know, especially from the Uncharted games and they really ramp it up in, in the, the Last of Us games where, you know, you just get to feel the the chemistry between not only the characters, but the, the actors specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's because they they made the really, really smart choice and a lot of other uh, big game titles and big game developers kind of took a page from Naughty Dog's book and they're like, oh, yeah, we should definitely uh, use mocap in a way of instead of just recording their movements mm -hmm. actually perform the scenes yeah, and, and just treat it like and... just treat it like a live theater and mm -hmm. that's exactly what they did and they they started that with the uncharted games and like i think it's the best decision one of the best decisions they've ever made oh yeah I, it's one of the reasons that the games feel so like human is because you have the actual feelings of these characters. They have cameras on their face. They have their mocap suits. They have everything. They even mocap the dogs. They mocap little puppies. They did, and then they. I have, which we'll get to eventually. I have only two qualms about this game. Great. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we we go on a little sort of scouting mission yep. with with Ellie and Dean and get to know them, run into some trouble along the way. Um, and then we also meet um, a mysterious woman. We do. But we also, before we leave, we meet Jesse. Well, we meet Jesse at, in town. I know, but that's before we leave on the thing. Yeah. So Jesse used to date Dina. It's a whole thing. Thing. It's a whole thing. It's a complicated, you know, relationships and emotions. Yeah. And so if you didn't know, uh, Ellie is exclusively into ladies. Yep. Uh, and so there's a, that, that triangle is, I would say it's, a, it's less a love triangle, more of a complicated triangle. Yeah. But. But. Anyway. It's a love angle. It's a love angle. It's a love Deep. Obtuse. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a cute. It's a cute. <laughs> I set you up and you slam dunked it. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, I mean, you go through some stuff. And I mean, let's just get the elephant in the room out. First it was the cat. We got her out of the room. Now we need to get the elephant out of the room. 
address it and get it out of the room, which is Joel's death, which happens yep. within the first 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, you no, I'd say I mean, it was like, it was like an hour or so. I mean, it depends on how long you move. If you're someone who's trying to find all the collectibles, yeah, it's in the first like two hours. If you're not, it might be. I don't know. It's just say it was around like my an hour sense mark. of time is bad. Yeah. It was towards the beginning. You have the of prologue, the the town stuff, the scout mission, and all of that. That's true. Um, and so yes, uh, the mysterious well, was, and then the the redo of all the things with Abby. Yep. Anyway, yes. Point is, there's some serious person named Abby, voiced by Laura, Laura Bailey. Bailey. Uh, seems to, because she only kills Joel, and so it makes you feel this sense of, okay, this seems very pointed at Joel and some sort of... And all the dialogue of her and everyone else there is very much like... Like, when we meet her, she goes walking through the woods after Owen and everything, who we also meet. Um, and we all the things about, like, once they see Jackson, they're like, he has to be there. We have to do this. We have to get through this. And like that. And, like, you get the sense that they have been hunting this dude. And we don't know why. But when the death happens, like... All of the dialogue is about how evil and horrible and, like, like he is the epitome of, like, the devil to them. Yeah. And the the interesting thing that we need to point out, and, and I'm, I think we're going to try not to do a Kevin Smith review, which is just to go through everything. Yeah. Uh, but. We can talk, like, Ellie's story, Abby's story, yeah, yeah. overall story. Uh, but the, the important thing is that they're like, we shouldn't let these other people go uh meaning tommy and ellie yep. they're like because they are go. there to witness it yeah and so they're like don't leave any witnesses yep. uh and she's like nope we're just here for joel that's it yep and they let them live yep um and i should also note that right before that you are fighting as abby and you have to fend off a bunch a of horde of clickers so many clickers so many runners and like man well we should also get through gameplay but like um yeah. no and you're saved by joel and tommy and like you you get saved by them and then you brutally murder him the one thing and I, it's it's shocking. It is shocking, but I'm glad that they didn't make you do it. Like hit the button, like hit oh, a button. Hit. Or, I was like, worried about that. Yeah, I mean, I honestly thought they might too, and just you know, guess what? You're gonna have to do it. But they did I it think, through a cutscene. Yeah, and I think that was a good call, just because I feel like there there are people who I don't think are smart people or um emotionally open people who really hate Abby. Like, because of that soul scene, no matter what the rest of the game is, hate Abby. Yeah. I feel like that would have been a hundred times worse if you had to be in control of her to kill him. Yeah. Because I... that would have been like, this was a stab in the heart. That would have been a stab in the back to me. While your heart was being stabbed. Yep. Just also being stabbed with a guitar. <laughs> Stabbed in the back, stabbed in the heart, stabbed in the heart again with a guitar. And so metal, so sad. Sad metal. 
I feel like there's an album in there somewhere. Yep. But it, I think that, yes, it was the right choice. But I know like that, that, and what I, what I like and I can tell, honestly, I can tell is like a lot of the, a lot of the scenes and moments in this game uh, went through like a lot of it stayed the same, but some, like some of the major things like that had some, uh, some rewrites and some touch-ups. And uh, I think a lot of that goes to credit to Hallie Gross, Mm -hmm. who uh, co-wrote the game with Neil Druckmann who has been, he was with Naughty Dog for a while, uh, but he headed up uh, The Last of Us Mm -hmm. because the lead writer from Uncharted, Amy Hennig, left the company. And so Neil Druckmann took over, did The Last of Us, and then did Uncharted 4, where you can see all of the bleed through of The Last of Us stuff (laughs) with like optional conversations and like all of the the little things. Um, And then he, of course, did this one but got her as a as a co-writer and i've watched a lot of interviews with neil and he was like she like i can do the the story and you know come up with a few drafts but he's like i'm just everything i put out is very dry Mm -hmm. and so she was the one that would come in and touch up the script if it was a scene that i had written and would come in and and add the layers add the poetry and the layers and the flavor and Mm the the natural flavor to it the humanity to it. yes there you go uh and so i know that was one where you know apparently it was going to be a lot tougher and you know like but the co-writers thing, man like you yeah, know back each other up and and also you call know, each other out for you don't need this yeah like here's the thing that scene has enough to make you upset cry and like feel everything without having to like see and do everything in that scene. Like it, it's intense. It is rough, like from all sides, but it's also, and it's like to an extent, it's a parallel of the first game where your player character who in this case is Ellie loses like the most important person to them, which is what happens in the first game. The, the last of us, at like its core is a game about loss and grief and dealing with it and how people deal with it and how they how she deals with it is rage um, yep and so ellie goes off and on a revenge quest yep and she brings her girlfriend which is honestly i think a really that was another really smart decision there's a lot of smart decisions they made yes but if, if, uh, because of everything they had set up with Dina, if Dina's just like, all right, you can go on by yourself and, you know, possibly die. And I'll just wait here. Yeah. And like, I'll just, I'll wait for your return, your princess in your castle. She's like, no, you're going to get killed if you go out by yourself. Yep. I'm coming with you. Like I can. And, and Ellie also doesn't really fight it. Cause she's, no. she knows that. But she doesn't want to be alone. Like, the entire first game, she doesn't want to be abandoned. Yeah. And, that like, she knows that she needs someone there to, in a lot of ways, hold her back. And be her conscience. Yeah. Because she can see, like, I, I feel like she can see herself going crazy a bit. And, like, Dina is there to be the 
the moral compass, sort of. And in The Last of Us, moral compass is very loose. In general, even Mor- with Dina. Moral compasses are like Jack Sparrow's compass that just spin in a circle and just like, maybe it'll eventually point to something you want, but... Yeah, but like, you have Ellie, whose like character journey in this is trying to find her ability to let go and live, which was exactly what Joel's thing was in the first game. The first game has Joel giving up his, like, giving up his idea of, like, happiness, connection, pretty much anything, because his only connection is a business partner, really. And he has kind of, like, just disconnected himself from everything. Juxtaposed to that is Ellie, who has, like, found home and security and people who will care about her and has that ripped away and has to just figure out how to reconnect with who she wants to be when like all she wants is like what she really wanted and what we learned throughout the game was like that open end i don't know i'm i feel like i'm I'm just thinking about how far video games have come from burp, 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 burp. You can't see, burp. but we are miming pong. Burp. <laughs> burp. <laughs> but it, she has to figure out how to see the bad guys as people, just like we do in that game, because you end up being the bad guy, because there are no, like, there are bad guys. Because there are people who have given up the idea of humanity. But it's so gray where those lines can be drawn. And they're more like smudges. And I, like me, myself, and I really like when you are forced to think and forced to like empathize with people despite circumstance. Because I really like... I feel like in all media, it's something that people disregard and people lack is that ability to empathize and identify with people who they view one way and view as like a cardboard cutout of that. So like the idea of Abby being the cardboard cutout of this bad guy because she came and killed Joel. And then, no, I don't know. Your turn. I just thought. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. We'll, we'll just kind of go through and kind of circle around back to that. Yep. Uh, so you get this three-day journey of uh, Last of Us 2, or Mad Ellie, Fury, Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as it's going on, you know, I, there's got to be a part of you that's... it. I, and I saw a thing on this, too. Like, it addresses violence in video games in a way that no one else really does which is like whenever you shoot somebody or you kill somebody if the one of their teammates is alive they will shout out their name and grieve like Mm -hmm. out loud yep and that's you know not something you usually you just shoot the bad guys and they're like and they make a stupid sound and they're dead yep no harm no foul uh but in this it's like no those they are people with yeah. histories, with friends, with relationships, mm-hmm. with lives. Uh, and so, like, as it's going on... And names and pets. Yeah. And as it goes on, uh, you're just like, man, am, am, am I doing the right thing here? Yeah. Like, And there's yeah. not really an option 
to play through this as a pacifist. Like, there just is not. Yeah, this Undertale, this is not. No. Murder Tale, this is. Maybe, but, like, even not even that. It's, like... In, and I just needed to make the joke work. Yeah, just in, in this circumstance, it doesn't make sense to have a pacifist route because that's not the character she is at that moment. Yeah, because, I mean, not even in the first one, like, you know, she's trying to get Joel to give her a gun and... He's like, no, like, you're a kid. You shouldn't have yeah. a gun. She's like, no, I I know, like, how to do it. I can do it. And then she saves his butt. And he's like, all right, here you go. Here's yep. a gun. Watch my back, you know? And, and that's how that has evolved over time. And, you know, now she's been in this. She, I mean, she was born into the Yep, the she world. has not known a world that was not this. So she's just been, she's just grown up in that atmosphere. And it's just a. She a killer. Uh, well, she was also in training to to work with the military. Like yeah. that when when we see uh, Left Behind, she was in a thing where she goes to training and drills and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you eventually get to. Uh, I don't know. I know. I don't want to like just do here. Let's go beat by beat by the story. But you know, you go through the the game as Ellie. And make some tough decisions, do some, you know, you start to get your revenge on some of the other people that were in the room where it happened. happened. (laughs) And And you also, in that time frame, like, find out that Dean is pregnant and that you need to keep her safe. Jesse comes back. Like, and, like, you're looking for Tommy. Because... Who, if, I know we haven't said, but Tommy went... Ahead of Ellie. Yep. To do the same thing. Yep, because Tommy is, like, for, in the first game, being so much like, nah, is diving headfirst into that rage. Yeah, because he was the one that's just like, dude, let it go, and, you know, just just come back, live the simple life. Like, mm-hmm. You you don't need to do this. And and then once that happens, he was like, all right, I'm at the door first, bye. And yep. like, But... You, you spend your time through Seattle kind of learning what the lay of the land is, you know? You find out about the wolves. You find out about the Seraphites. There you go. Yeah. Good job. I can say the non-slur version of their names. But, like, you find out about this dynamic that you just had, like, no idea of. Because the first game is about the fireflies and, like, the everyday cities that have been built where people like live, which is where Ellie comes from also. But like you start to get a sense of the world where Abby came from, like, or at least where she had, she was from to our knowledge. And you, you get this kind of overwhelming sense of feeling to me, it was like feeling pretty small in the face of like all these other things that are happening. Yeah. Cause surfites and then, uh, the faction that Abby is from is the wolves, which um, after the events of the first game, the fireflies disbanded. disbanded and so some of the most I of mean, like, most of their higher ups were dead. Yep. And then any remaining people in, in that kind of, kind of just absorbed. Yeah. Into the new faction of the wolves. Well, I think it was already around, but they just sort of. Yep. You know, from that was what the it, notes say, it was kind of like a. Uh, you can join us or we can kill you. And they chose life. Yes. 
Which, like, it's understandable. It's a similar, like, it's not the same. They are two different sort of factions. But they are very similar in their, like, we have built up a, a thing so we can deal and live and do all this. It's a bit more militarized and radical from what we see of the Fireflies, which were a bit more like uh, a peace militia looking for peace, like looking for like a way to change and save the world versus the wolves, which are like, this is the new world order. Let us have peace. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you play through Seattle day one, two, and three. You uh, get to... A point where uh, Abby shows up where you are because you kind of have a, a, a little base. base set up in the form of a, a theater. Yep. Um, and she sh- just instinctively shoots Jesse because you come through the door. Which was so sad. And sudden and just like, oh my gosh. And oh, then- Jesse's the baby daddy. Yes. We said that, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so she shoots. And she's about to shoot Tommy. She did. She does shoot Tommy. Oh, that's true. She shoots Tommy, uh, shoots Jesse, and then she says, uh, "We gave you your lives and you wasted it." Yep. And then cut to Seattle Day One triceps. <laughs> yep. Where where we see Abby? Yeah. And post so- post killing Joel. Yep, and so it's uh, Seattle Day One again. She and her friends uh, have returned to Seattle, which is the home base after their expedition to. Yeah, I think they said it's a it's a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a couple of weeks after the the incident, um, which is about how long it takes because it's Seattle Day One with with Ellie. It takes her a few weeks to actually get there yep. uh, from Wyoming, which yep. is. Making pretty good time, honestly, um, on horseback and stuff. But anyway, uh, you get to see the the wolf base, which is in a um, is a baseball stadium. Yep. And so you get to see a little bit of the everyday life and you know the the structure of everything. And this is where the knife starts to turn in your back. Would you like to explain? Pull the knife out of your back and explain why it's bloody? Sure, I will use it as a microphone. Oh. Um, so you're playing through as Abby. And, like, you're just kind of coming into the day-to-day life. Like, you, you're out. You're, you have, like, the thing that you do, which is very similar to how we start with Ellie, which is, like, you need to go find out what your mission is for today and get all that settled. Get your burritos. Get your protein. We'll get there. Okay. And you start to move through. And you start to hear names and see people that you've murdered because you're looking and you're getting to meet and hang out with and eat burritos with the people that you've already brutally killed. Like the ones that were, that the game made a point of having you kill. You are seeing them through the lens of Abby's eyes, which are as friends as comrades, as people, as good people who are fighting the bad people like Joel and the people like they're there to defend their home and defend all that. And some of them are former fireflies. 
And it's just like, and then you meet the dogs that you've had to kill and you play play fetch fetch. with them for however long you want. And And the end. (laughs) For all of the things that upset Amy, I'm surprised you really like this game. That what nor on normally like normally that's a that's a hell no I'm stopping. I just like I love The Last of Us so much that I just close my eyes and press buttons until I don't hear dogs anymore and I leave. <laughs> Cause that's that's like a a full stop for me on almost anything. So the fact that you finished the game is it says. Halot. Halot. Yes. And so, yeah, you you keep going, and and I think the feeling that most people have at that point is like, oh, the 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 moment that everyone seems to have this very similar experience, which is when you go on the mission with Abby, and you start picking up parts, and you pull out your backpack, and you notice. All that uh, stuff, like all the upgrades of your weapons and your health and everything is reset. And it's a whole different character. And you're like, you, oh, we you, gonna be with her for a while. Yeah, because you've built up all of Ellie's weapons. You've built up all of her stats. You've done all your workbench stuff. Nope, we straight up at the beginning again. I should say, even before that, we, we forgot that you play as uh, a younger Abby. But does that happen when... That happens before... Does it? The, yeah. Ah. And so, even that, I was like, okay, so we're getting like a little flashback, and then she wakes up and then starts their day and everything. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we visit the school, or the park, or the zoo place. Yeah, she goes to the zoo and... With her dad. With her dad, which is very nice, and it's like, you know, then, even then, you're just like, okay, that's nice and everything, but like... Uh, what what are you trying to do with this? Yep. And then, then but that that moment of picking up the the scraps and all that, yep. you're like, oh, this is this is gonna be a while. Yeah, and so I'm just like, oh man. And it's also as you start to unlock her stuff, where you realize that you know Ellie is Ellie. She's like the Ellie that we met in the first game, and Abby has so much in common, like play-wise as joel like she is brute force she is like melee and it's like playing joel again with that part yeah because the the one of the little things that you take for granted as playing as ellie is that ellie has a knife that she uses Mm -hmm. and that doesn't break uh but with abby like joel you have to build those and craft them shivs sheaves uh, and so that's like a little thing, but that does hearken to, yep. to playing as Joel. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, oh man, there's a sense of like, I don't want to play her. She killed Joel. Like, I, why yeah. am I doing this? I don't, I don't want to do this. Even Laura Bailey, who was in the game, knows the game because she was there and acted it, was like, oh, I don't want to play. I don't want to play, play Abby. Me? I don't, don't want to play, play me. me. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I want to go back to Ellie. And- yeah, because, like, it, you could have played through, like, Ellie's portion and gotten the end, like, gotten a end, and felt like it was a full game. 
And then we're like, oh, no, 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 no. Welcome to chapter two. Reverse, reverse. It's like the- Reverse, reverse. It's like the books. So there are a couple books that you can get where you read them from both ends. Where like one side has one cover, one side has the other cover, and it just like- flip. And you meet in the middle. And this is like that, but it's a game. For you musical theater nerds out there, it's like the last five years, except the last three days. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, Sorry. and you start to kind of understand her as a character and you see her relationship with Owen and like how that broke down because she she's very single minded, like not in a bad way, but like she ever since the Fireflies disbanded and we find out during the game that they that during that time one of the doctors that they retconned in <laughs> to the ending of the last of us part one was her dad and so you find out that joel brutally murdered her dad and destroyed the only hope that the fireflies had of saving everybody with the cure and you feel like a piece of crap <laughs> <laughs> that is the 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 literal term, a piece of crap. <laughs> yes. And so you playing through, I loved playing through Ellie because one, Ellie's gameplay style is way more what I'm comfortable with because while in Dungeons and Dragons, I do like my melee fighting because I like to go pound, 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 pound. In video games, I tend to do really well as like further back. And so Ellie, you have the bow, which I love. You have like the other, like the guns and all that, and you have the knife that doesn't die. But you start <laughs> um, playing Abby, and I'm just like, wow, I'm I'm not gonna enjoy this as much because you know it looks like I have to like melee fight, and I'm not so good at the dodging and the rolling and all this. And then like I. I hesitate to say that I enjoyed playing Abby more than I enjoyed playing Ellie because I really, really, really liked Ellie's portion. Like I did, I think because Abby was a new character, the idea of having an idea of her and getting to fully discover that fleshed out character and getting to understand her backstory and her motivations and her like, like her humor. She's a, she is such a dork. Like, she is such a big, strong, arms the size of your head dork. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, you see her flaws because she's not a perfect person. She's the comeback, you but, but like, you start to see how she and Ellie are so similar. And the story of, of her leading up to killing Joel is pretty much the story of Ellie through this game. It's looking for the person who killed your father father figure and like having the single-minded urge for revenge screw what all of the people who care about you and you care about and love say like you put them in danger to do this thing yeah she lost her relationship with with owen because and what's interesting like i, I i've joked about the triceps and stuff uh but it's just it's a detail that actually has a, a story purpose and a lot of people are like oh she's she's too buff like no no one could be that strong. It's like uh, they are on a regimented schedule, and they show you uh, what they have to eat. They show you their diet. They show you their workouts, and they they show you their home gym. Like they have a full ass gym there, 
And they also show you how dedicated Abby is to going to trainings because like she has a single minded focus from a young age. Like, from yeah. And she, uh, she gets on to Owen for skipping and training yeah. and trying to, he's, he's like, why don't you just come hang out and spend some time with me? And he's just like, oh, no. Yeah. Owen's not really there for the thing. He's, he's like, I guess like an artist soul <laughs> sort of. <laughs> he's <person>. bohemian. Yeah. <laughs> Bohemian boy. <laughs> but uh the you just see her over time and the the I guess the point I wanted to make with this is like you see that this is once Ellie gets her revenge and everything, Abby's life is what it's like post revenge. Yep. And that's and that's what her Abby's whole life thing is. that you're playing through yeah. is post revenge, which is your relationships are suffering because of all the choices that you've made. You don't have a purpose anymore. Like you, you don't know what to do. And one of the more interesting things I think about Abby's character, and the re I'm talking a lot about Abby's character, is because I feel like the story that we got of Ellie is pretty much like what I expect and understand from seeing Ellie in the first game. The story with Abby felt really new and she's a surprisingly like empathetic person. Like she takes those, she finds two kids who are refugees from the Seraphites, takes them under her wing and like fights to the death for them. You are my people. Yep. Uh, you so are my people. Let's get, into that a little bit. Uh, so in in her journey and, and part of her thing, she ends up getting captured and and is which part uh, when she's hung up. Yep. So the end. left to die. That's not the end. Oh no, the other part. I'm Sorry. like, this is it not happens twice, <laughs> more or less. Um, she's captured by the Seraphites. Yeah, and you see. Um, a young child, like also about to get murdered by them, mm -hmm. and it's what part of what was shown in an earlier trailer mm -hmm. that they they didn't say anything about it. They didn't give any details of like who Abby was or nope. or anything around it. It was just like, yeah, this is this is some rough stuff, rough yeah. world we're living in, and so just out of sheer survival instinct, uh. She saves this boy and the boy saves her and yep. they make it out. Um, no, they. Uh, and the sister comes. Yeah. Um, but you find out that there's two kids that were there that were. Uh, they were runaways. Yeah. And so just kind of much like earlier as with Abby and Joel and Tommy, you're just kind of swept up and like, OK, we got to we got to live. We got to yep. live. And so you end up. Uh, helping out these kids who saved your life. And Lev and Yara. Lev and Yara. And one of them uh, gets... Yara gets her arm, like, crushed. Yeah. By a sledgehammer. Yeah. And so... And, and you know doctors. Yep. And so... Uh, the, the doctor that you know is the... The pregnant girlfriend. Of your ex-lover. Ex -lover. So, such drama. Such... Who we later find out 
He cheated on her with you. Hooray. Yay. But you go on another, like, small quest with Lev to go get, like, the supplies you need to save Yara. And, like, it's a whole thing. And one of the, one of, mm, I didn't hate it. I loved it. Even for the fact that, like, I hated it. I don't like heights. Oh, yeah. And Abby does not like heights. So as someone who doesn't like heights, I tend to enjoy the fact that for the most part, games are like, yeah, you're walking on the, this beam up really high. You're fine. No, Abby's like balance and you have to climb the tallest effing skyscraper and like the wind ripping on. And like, I love, I really actually love that scene for as much as I was like frustrated. Like, it's gorgeous. There are two two visuals in that game that I really, really, really loved. One was that, and the other was the storm. Like, there are two visuals where, like, it's hard. I just want to stare at what's happening in the game. But, but if you also, stare one too long, you'll get vertigo. <laughs> and then you fall to your death. The amount of times I fell to my death were a lot. But it also helps humanize her because it's like it's it's a character trait that they built into it. Yeah, it was a- and she collects coins. Ellie has her trading cards. We know she's a big nerd and likes superheroes. And Abby is a coin collector. <laughs> Push up my glasses for a second. <laughs> she's the person who goes into Barnes and Noble and buys a little cardboard cutout foldout of all the different states so she can put all her quarters in it. Yeah. Uh, but that was a moment where I'm like, okay, she's just, at the end of the day, she is a human because she is, you know, she's, when we first see her, she's this fearless killer and like, mm-hmm. you know, just no emotions, no heart. And this is like, no, she is scared out of mm-hmm. her mind. And this little, I I say this with love, love, love. Uh, this little brat is just being like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> like, come on, like one of my favorite moments in the whole game in the whole series was like, wow, that was really awkward with that, your boyfriend or whatever. And he's like, oh my God, Lev, I've, now, now? <laughs> while we're on top of this rickety crane trying to cross a really high point their dialogue is some of my favorite from that later on when you she like cracks a joke and he's just like do people think you're funny no No. uh yeah and so like you you really get the sense and I, i love the fact that you're going to do this thing and Maybe even as a player, you're like, why am I doing this? She's like, why am I doing this for a bunch of kids? Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't even like kids. Why am I doing this? I don't this? like them. They're part of this, like, cult that is crazy. And, like, they ran away, but they're still, like, they have all these mindsets of stuff. Yeah. And the boy left. She Lev- goes back to save them. Yeah. and But while she's doing it, she's like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Yep. Why am I doing this? Uh, but. Well, I, I guess I wanted to point that out because I feel like this this podcast episode is going to be a lot of, like, in defense of Abby. Because, you know, they escape. She leaves them in, like, a trailer because she wants to go and they're like, no, we're, we can take care of ourselves. That's after Yara's been, like, has her arm crushed. And she goes back and she's just like, I cannot leave these kids. And so she fights her way back and goes back. And they're, like... The whole thing is about her trying to redeem herself for what she did i mean she 
she knows that she needed to do it or felt like she needed she, to do it. But, she was compelled to yeah, like. But also like. It didn't know, solve anything. It didn't. But she also was like. She's like, even though I feel justified, I'm not. She didn't feel like it was a great thing to do. No. Uh, and that that torment after the fact was just like, yeah, this didn't really do anything for me. Nope. Um, and so what? another thing that I really like, and we'll start. I know. We're, I know. I mean, we talked about a lot. This is the game for as much as it is about like gameplay mechanics, which we can cover at the end of like at the end is is, is about emotional journey. And it's about, you know understanding your grief, understanding your reactions to grief because rage and like a want for some sort of justice to something that you can't control and like something that you just feel like was unfair is a valid emotional thing. And it's the whole game is about showing you how like that sense of wanting to revenge and vilify these people because they did something that hurt you doesn't save you. Like, um, the other thing is like this, the Lev that she's traveling with does like a really poignant thing in that uh, the other group they call scars. Mm -hmm. They call them scars. They're like, you know, they're these crazy fanatic people that are just dangerous and just need to die. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're not even human anymore. They just, they're just killing machines. Like they're like Terminators, kill yep. all the Terminators. And so every time she says the word scar, Lev corrects him, corrects her and says, no, they're Seraphites. And she's like, why did I don't get it? And just the fact that those people who are her, are Lev's people, yep. uh, not Abby's people, are uh, Lev's people. Yep. That Lev, hurt him. That hurt him, ostracized, uh, outcast him. And he's still giving them the respect yep. and dignity of their, their name and their creed. And to this, a certain extent, like really believes in a lot of their values. And, you know, there, there are some things and beliefs and, and, uh, moral codes that they have that are pretty solid and, you know, yep. not all of it. No, not most of it, not but there, most are, of it. But but there are, are like, uh, there are much like anything, nothing is 100% like without something to make you understand it. Because even when you go through like the worst bits of history, they only happened because there was something in it that people understood enough to not recognize the rest of the crazy. And so the fact that Lev, who is I think like 12 or 13. Yeah, something like that. Uh, he looks a lot like Aang. He does. <laughs> Let's think of Aang. Uh, but you have this 12 or 13 year old boy who is already like, so much ahead of his time and amidst all of this war and, and killing and just all these dour things in the world, he sees the the good mm -hmm. in Abby. He sees the good in his own people. He sees the own good in his own mother who Ooh. hates him and disowns him and Awful. tries to kill him and like Yep. And And the fact that like he's still like, I'ma pray for you. Like <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing is, you know. Yeah. Like, Lev, I think, is in the same way, like, uh, Ellie had Dina with her to sort of guide her and be her her moral spinning compass. Lev is the same way for Abby. Yeah. And it's also, like, you see Abby connect with these people who 
like, and by these people, I mean, like, Lev and Yara, who see her as her, which, and by that, I just mean, like, she's, she wasn't their friend from a long time ago. They see her as this, like, killing machine that saved them and has all these flaws, but, like, at their core was someone who didn't have to care about them and saved them and, like, helped them and cared about them. And so, like, they form, like, a bond and they, like, form a trust with her because they see her as a person, as flawed of a person as it could be. And... Uh, by the end of this, or the end of day three, because we're we're almost full circle now, uh, it quickly turns into uh, a lot of like very life or death situations thrown yep. at you ad nauseum. Yep. Um, she's again just like Joel in the sense of Joel quickly goes from somebody who doesn't care about anything except saving his own skin and just for whatever reason just. I need to survive. And just mm-hmm. that's all he has left is his survival instinct to go from that into I will do anything and I will literally kill and die for this girl, for Ellie, mm-hmm. meaning Ellie. Uh, Abby quick does the same thing in that she was like, I don't care about this kid at all. Like I saved him, whatever. And it goes quickly, evolves quickly into I would die for this kid. I will fight for my last breath for this kid. And I will go find this kid who doesn't know how to keep themselves safe. Yeah. Like, I will do anything and everything for this kid. And so, you know, there's there's so many parallels between... You are my people. Yes. Uh. There's so many uh, parallels between Ellie and Abby. But as you mentioned, and like, even in talking like this, I'm realizing the more and more connections and parallels of Joel and Abby. Yep. Uh she is like the culmination of both of their stories. Yeah. And so like anyway, we kind of work our way back around. And so after spending 3 days like game days with with Abby, you're just like oh man, I I don't want to go back there cuz I know what I know yeah, what's going to happen. I don't. You're you have reached the point where you know you're working towards the moment where you just killed, you know, Jesse, and you're in this fight with Ellie. And Tommy, as far as you know. And, Tom- and because your friends are dead at that point. Yeah, because she, she ends up finding uh, Owen and Mel, who... Were held Ellie up at killed. the aquarium and murders them. And... You play as Abby, knowing the whole time that what you're working towards is finding out that these people that over the course of these three days as Abby, you have grown to care about, dead, murdered by yourself, <laughs> and it's a whole game of, oh no, I did this, <laughs> and like, and it's like it it's crazy to me because it's really really good storytelling for me because like you reach those two as Ellie and you're like, nah, like you still were part of the people who killed it. And you understand why that was her need. Cause they would probably have killed her too, because she was like an enemy to them. But, who Owen would have killed. Yeah. To protect. Well, because Owen, Owen shoots or like he shoots at her. Yeah. And then- well, that's what I mean. Like, like you as Ellie, view these people as your enemy because they are shooting at you. They are defending, like, 
they are defending themselves and like all that, but they are bad guys. Yeah. And then you go around the other way and they're your your friends. There's no Han or Greedo situation. Like Owen shoots first. And so you're like, okay, they're trying to kill me. I'm very conflicted, but one of them just tried to kill me. I have to kill them first. And, you know, and then know them. And it's just like, it's awful, but it's great. And, and so like, at that point, I was just like, dude, I I don't want to go to the end of this game because I I just, it can't go anywhere. My question, I was like, okay, well, do I get control of Ellie back or am I going to still stay as Abby? Like what's going to happen? And you stay as Abby and you're like, oh, like, She's not gonna kill Ellie, is she? Like, and you have to fight Ellie, who is a bastard in that little, ah! little like mini boss fight. Ah! And so you just both have- ways, both ways. Whether you're Ellie hiding or fighting Ellie, like both of the ways that those happen. Well, uh, I you just do for the most part. Uh, I hated it as, as Abby, and you have to like sneak around and and get yep, to, to I hated Ellie. it. But, like, the moment, every time we had to wake up as Ellie, like, each day you wake up in the back of the theater, walk through the back. Play some guitar. No, no. the That's not what I'm talking about. You exit her room. You have to walk through the behind the stage to go to the front of the stage where the guitar is. Every time I walk through that, I'm like, this effing place oh, is yeah. going to come back because there's too many hidey holes. There's too many whatever's going on. You know, I think it was the mannequins. There's too many mannequins. You're like stage props mannequin like every, i was like there's a reason we keep going through this room that looks perfectly set up for some kind of fight <laughs> because it was perfectly set up for some kind of fight yeah yeah uh and so you get the upper hand as abby mm-hmm. and you're about to kill ellie and you're just i'm just like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it like please make please stop please make it stop and then Blessed Lev. Blessed yep. be Lev. Uh, Lev says, uh, don't, like, don't do it. And in a, an attempt to save What's the humanity it? that yep. Abby is desperately trying to regain. Uh, and so Abby stops and, and lets, lets her, her go again. Again. After killing all of her friends. Oh, isn't it? Is there a My Chemical Romance song? Like, All My Friends Are Dead or... Well, no, All My Friends or, Are Dead are, or, is a different song. All My Friends Are Dead. There's uh, Kill All Your Friends. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We all like to party when the funeral ends. Ba-ba-ba, ba-ba-ba. Ba-ba-ba, ba And so, yeah, before we get into, like, the... The ending, ending. Yeah, the, the denouement, as it were... Sure. I wouldn't use the word. I'd use it correctly. Whatever. Leave me alone. Man. Uh, we haven't talked about the fact that uh, on top of all this, the reason why Lev was outcast and everything is that Lev is transgender. Yep. And so it's another thing. It just adds on another layer to their relationship and why I, I personally like really cared about their friendship is because... Abby just... Ab- Abby. Like, Abby just accepts. Yeah, it's like... Whatever, like I don't care. That's not even I don't care. It's like, or, but, yeah, but like no. it doesn't like it's like you are you. You yeah. are left. You are left because you told me you are left. Yep. So therefore you are left. Yep. You are left and you are loved. <laughs> and Lev ran away because the cult 
wouldn't accept it. And what they do is women have roles, which is why I say like, just because you can find certain strands of understanding in crazy ass people like cults doesn't mean that they're good people, but like they have roles and Lev was going to be married off as a wife to some person. And I was just like, no, no, I don't want to also like I am, I am a boy. Yep. And don't make me, you can't make me. Nope. And Yara is like, you are my brother. And I will make sure this doesn't happen to you. Yeah. Even if, like, Yara's going through a journey of understanding herself and just being like, no, I accept that, you know, Lev is my brother and has always been my brother. I just need to understand how to, like, live that way now. Does that make sense? Yeah. And and that's why, like, Lev tries, downplays it at first a little bit and just says, because she's, Abby's like, why, why are you... Why were you running away? Why are they trying to kill you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Love says, because I shaved my head. And at first, you're, Abby's just like, okay, well, that doesn't... They're crazier than I thought. Yeah, like, what's the big deal of you shaving your head? And that's you eventually find out that sort of stuff. And I know there's some controversy about uh, Love getting get, dead, dead named and stuff, which is, you know... It's, like, it's valid conversation. Yeah. And, you know, I, and we are not the at the place to, to go into that. But, like... Nope. It's just, you know, it's just, it's frustrating because even in a world where everyone's trying to kill each other, you still got homophobes and racists. And bigots. Yep. Uh, but okay. anyway, that's just all I guess you're so. Lev, love. Lev, love. love we Lev. love, we love Lev. Yeah. Lev is best boy. Lev. Eat, pray, Lev. Lev, love. Live, laugh, Lev. Lev. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. That all brings us around to Ellie is let go and she gets a farm, which Dina always had talked about yep. having. And so. And they have a baby, a little potato. Yeah, who they call potato. potato. And there's a whole little song about him being a little potato. Yeah, and so. And his name is JJ, which you know, since we're Jesse and Joel, but you don't know if it's Jesse Joel or Joel Jesse. And I'm just like. I'm not a fan of either of those combinations. Or John Jacob Potato Heimer Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that might be it. Yeah. And so you just, you know, you go through the ups and downs and you just realize that she's not over it. Like she can't let this go. Much like Abby could not let it go. And you play through that until she decides that she, like, this happy family that she has, like, she has. And, Good things going on. And at first, so like you're you're supposed to uh, herd the sheep back into the barn that they have, and she has a a, a flashback. An yeah, she has a, a traumatic episode. And at first, I thought that was where they were going to end the game, and I was like, yeah, like it's it and it still sense. made sense of like yeah, she she's there and she's living this life, but it still haunts her. It still affects her. But then Tommy yeah. shows up and is like, no, we got to. We have to do this. That This is not the, the epilogue. <laughs> yep. And like. And so there there were some people that are like, that doesn't make sense. That Tommy was, you know, was the one. Why? After after this, it was like, you got to go. And like Ellie was the one who had was trying to let go and Tommy wasn't. And it's like, you got to understand. One, Tommy lived, but he was 
maimed Cripple. and he's like blind in one yeah. eye and, and can't move very well. And uh, and it was his brother who was, was his, his brother. last. He lost his wife over, the, over, over everything. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you can't let this go. And it just even further puts in Ellie's mind like, I, I have to do this. I can't like, I can't let it go. But like it. And Tommy is an interesting reflection of also what, like, rage and grief and un- un- the inability to move on do to somebody. Like, it ruined all of his relationships. Like, and he's just this sour, sad, angry man blaming a kid for not going and killing somebody. Yeah, and it's like, you know, however he may push it on to Ellie, like, the reason why he is crippled and and blind, partially blind, is his fault. But it's also like he was one of the ones who, like, brought, like, helped rescue Abby, helped save her. Yeah. He like there has to be a lot of trauma behind like knowing that if you had just left this stranger to die, your brother would probably be alive. Yeah, and so like there's so much. We just swim in a world of gray uh, and grief, but. You find, like, you go try to find Abby. Yeah, and and there's a and Dina catches you before you leave, and you they're just seems, and it's like make it or break it. Yeah, it's like if you leave, I can't I can't wait around. Just like before, where she's like, I'm going with you because I I, I don't like I don't want to even think about you dying. Mm-hmm. When she leaves, it's like I I, I can't, can't keep doing this. Yep, and it's like I'm not gonna keep going through the cycle. Like she has her a life, she has her child, and you know she's like, and she wants Ellie to be a part of it. She wants Ellie to choose her. And there's such a, like an adorable couple, like dancing while she's doing dishes, and like yeah. you know just the the urban life is or the rural life is, yeah, you know it. It I mean like really it's nice showing thing. that like Ellie has a good thing there. She has the choice to choose to be happy but she can't and so she goes to try to find abby who is in santa barbara murder capital of the world you know (laughs) (laughs) if only it was that fun where she's now moonlighting as a psychic detective (laughs) (laughs) but she and lev are trying to find the fireflies to join back up with them because they had heard rumors that the fireflies were somewhere in that area and it's just like a happy-go-lucky quest to go find, you know, somewhere else to be a part of things. Because they, you know, the wolves weren't good. They murdered the the head dude. And, you know, they're just trying to find their way. And they get captured by, guess what? Another faction. It keeps going. Yep. There's always bad people. Yep. And... And Laura Bailey had to mocap getting beaten up by her own husband. Her real life husband. Because he keeps getting cast as people who want to kill her. <laughs> Travis the Bounty Hunter. Oh, I call it... Dog oh, the Bounty Travis? For, no, it's Grog the Bounty Hunter. Yes. Because he looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yep. And Grog is his critical role character. Yep. It's got layers. Oh. Joke has layers. I'm sorry I scratched you. <laughs> but, like... So, to kind of like fast forward through that, Ellie goes and and finds all the clues that lead her to where Abby is being held by those people. Yep. And uh and it's almost, been a while. Yeah. It's been a while and she almost dies in the process 
again. Yep. Uh, and manages to make it to the where compound. Abby, yeah, and she just she go she goes full on Frank Reynolds. So anyway, I started blasting <laughs> and just takes out everybody, and you finally make your way to the the, the shoreline. Uh, it's the prisoners first. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know how much I, we're going through everything. Well, but. I say that because it's pretty significant. Like you find out that Abby has been trying to like escape with her and Lev, and it seems like trying to get the other prisoners, but, like, for the most part, has been trying to, like, save herself and Lev, and so they've been sentenced to just die in the one of the worst ways possible, which is on a pole, tied to a pole, suspended in the air, on the beach. Yeah, I mean, like, if the only thing stopping it from being a literal crucifixion is that they're tied and not actually nailed to it. Well, and is they're not crosses; they're just poles. Well, I mean, I know, but the the yeah. the idea of crucifixion yeah. is like being actually nailed, nailed to, to yeah, uh, and so this one they're just tied up. But and still. you find Abby once you find Abby because there's another person there who looks just like Abby. Yeah, they had someone in like looked like her clothes and had her braid, her hair braid, and I was like, it's Abby. Why isn't there anything happening? Like, I'm standing right in front of Abby. I know. And I wonder if they did that on purpose because, like, it looks like Abby. And then you turn around and, like, oh, no. This emaciated, short-haired, like, person is Abby. This different person who, like, she's fully emaciated. Her big arms are gone. They cut off all her hair. And just, like, she, she's been almost broken. And the moment that you cut her down, she goes and she saves Lev. And they just try to leave. And they invite Ellie. Like, they're like, the boats, there are boats this way. Like, yeah, because there's two boats. Yep. And, like, she wants to leave. She wants to take Lev and go find Catalina. Yeah, she, like, Ellie is there for, like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to duke it out. And Abby just ignores her. Mm-hmm. Just straight up ignores her. Like, I, I, I got to find Lev. I can't Lev. do this. I got to find Lev. And just, just doesn't even think yeah. about it. And the entire time, she, like, does not want to fight. Like, she she is done. She just wants to get to live again and, like, have some semblance of hope that's been, like, destroyed. And Ellie's like, no, you have to fight me. You have to fight me. Like, I need this. I need this. And she's just like, I don't. Like, despite all the horrors that Ellie brought into her life, like, she let them go because, like, it wasn't worth it anymore. And not that, like her love for these people that were killed or their lives weren't important to her, but like it's about living for like yourself and the people who are still alive. And Ellie could not figure that out for herself until she tried, she had to fight Abby who just is like, like she's not the monster that she was anymore. Yeah. And it just becomes Ellie is pretty much just it's trying to project. It's sad hitting each other. Yeah. It's Ellie projecting that mm-hmm. evil, much like, you know, the people who even after playing the game still hate Abby because of what she did. Like, there is that projection of evil mm-hmm. onto her that's just like, it's like, you're the one doing this. You're the one projecting this. Yep. Uh, and so. And it doesn't excuse any actions, but like, no, your actions as Ellie are no moral, more moral than anything that she's done. Yeah, and it's like neither 
neither of them are good people and neither of them are bad people. Mm-hmm. They're just people. people. And eventually, Ellie... The only one I accept is, like, pure pure boy. Lev is pure boy. It's true. But, you know, you fight until you almost kill her. Kill Abby. And so, like, I know a lot of people are like, do I have to hit the square button? Do I have to I do hated this? it. Oh, my God. I was like, why are you do? I hate... Ah. And so, you get so close to killing her and... And, and then, you play both, don't you? No, you just play yeah. Ellie. Okay. It's the other part where you both. No, not no, really. Cause no, but it, it switches like a thing. Like I'm. Yeah, but the the theaters is Abby, and this one is the yep. beach is Ellie. Yep. Uh, and then Ellie at the last second remembers. Uh, has another flashback with Joel, who. <laughs> Like they... the, this part got me so bad. So like the whole time you're building up about like what happened, you find out more and more about why they were fighting, and you find out that like she found out that he lied about the fireflies at the beginning of his, his like that we he did at the end of the first game, and you know for as much as this this game is about the consequences of Abby and Ellie's actions, this entire game is the consequences of his choice. Yep. Like you know whether or not. Like, he made the right choice saving Ellie, which is really, like, it's not a call we can make, really, because, like, yeah, we love Ellie. We don't know if the cure would have worked. And, like, I get it. And I get that he lied about it because he didn't think she would be okay with it. That's not cool. Yeah. And, like, we even hear from straight from Abby's mouth, like, I would have done it. Because Abby knew that, you know, yep. Ellie would have had to die. And she's like, I would I would have done it. Yeah. But... I guess the thing is, like, Ellie, the whole thing could have been saved if the Fireflies let her know that she might die. Yeah. Like, there's more gray. Yeah. Gray everywhere. But, like, they didn't because they were worried she wouldn't do it. Like, there, there, there is no person other than Lev who you can point <laughs> to as, like, Lev, love. a good person. Uh, but I, I think, and some people would disagree, but I think from, I mean, pretty much the whole game, but the, the, the last few moments especially i feel are so true to the character Mm -hmm. because joel says i would do it all again yep without an ounce of regret and like he knew that everything was going to catch up to him at some point yep and he knew that if whenever ellie inevitably found out he knew that it was likely going to have to cost their relationship it was going to have to cost him his life, but not hers. And that's yep. all he cared about. Yep. And that's why he was like, I would do it again. Yep. And like before, like the last moments we get with them is the the night before the day Joel dies. And just, uh, it's so, it? yeah, it's okay. so hard. She, yeah. Uh, she's like, I don't think I can ever forgive you for what you did. Ellie is the Yeah. But I'd like to try. And so that is why she lets Abby go. And so for me, I'm like, oh, both of my babies, they live. And also, golden child, left baby lives. <laughs> but it's, it's also just like, I, I, to me, it's an, exp- it kind of amplifies why she was so dead set. Like, why she could not let it go is because I think she, 
that no matter how angry she was at Joel the entire time and being like, I don't want you in my life, I think she eventually knew that they would be okay. And then they have that discussion the day, like the night before he dies. And she's like, okay, this will be okay. Because something that's huge that you don't think about until you know the big picture is during your scout mission at the beginning, Dean is like, so what are you going to do tonight? Because she was thinking like, maybe we could like hang out and stuff because like we kissed last night and like, I think there's something we should, you know, maybe try and date. She's like, I think I'm going to just watch a movie with Joel. Which is huge. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Uh, And also we watched, we were together when we saw Joel die and it was Father's Day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was Father's Day. But like, man, that, that scene at the end with Joel, like it, it hurts. Like I, I can't really think about it much more because like it hurts yeah really bad so uh she's let go and in the process of forcing abby to fight she loses some of her fingers loses two fingers and she goes back to the farm that is Empty. empty empty except for her stuff in in one of the top rooms and she tries to play the song she tries and throughout the entire game you know, we have the moments of flashback with Joel and the guitar. We have Joel's song that Abby sings at numerous occasions throughout the thing. We have a whole moment in a music store. That Abby, that Ellie sings. Sorry, Ellie sings. Miss and Bo- she doesn't. It's it's not a required thing. You can actually miss it. But Ellie does a magnificent cover of Take On Me, which is yeah. so good. It's so good. But, like, throughout the thing, it's it's her last connection with Joel. And it, like, it is her way of trying to, like, make it okay for herself. Like, the time that she could have had with him that she didn't. And then she goes back. And because of her inability to give up on a thing and her need for revenge for the man that she pretty much, like, considers her father. Is that she can't play the guitar anymore because she doesn't have the fingers that she lost. Yep. And it hurts. And then she... We see her leave the farm and walk away to who knows where. Nope. We don't know if she went to Jackson or and if she went away. Yeah. So, like, some people are like, did she go off to do something? Is she going to go after Abby a third time and, like, I mean, I don't, do it? Probably that, not. I mean, I don't think she would go after I don't think it's that. Him. But it's like, is she just going to wander or is she going to try and repair her relationship with Dina? At least try. And I think the best, the best thing about all of that is that uh there was an interview with ashley johnson shortly after the game came out and so they're like well you know they left it open and what do you think she's like i don't know i don't know where she's going Mm -mm. me as that person i don't know (laughs) i i mean honestly i think when ellie leaves that farm i don't think at the moment in which that game ends she knows where she's walking yes she's just she's just like this chapter is done. And so that's where the credits start. And so <laughs> I don't cry in a lot of stuff. Like Amy said, I, I started to a lot more. Um, I just melted. It all. <laughs> After about like, I, I held I it together for about. Curse the TV. <laughs> I held it together for about 30 seconds to a minute after the credit started. 
Um, I think when it's, it just started playing some music and I was starting to cry and then, and then it was Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker singing. And I'm like, Oh, and then and there go to, my tears. And then I had to leave my room because it was flooded. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I know we pretty much just talked through story, but for me, that's why I like the last of us. Like it's emotional. You're invested. It feels like rooted in so much humanity. And I love it. Do you want to talk about the actual gameplay at all? I mean, before if, we inevitably hit the marker where we need to stop. Uh, I, I just, you know, it, I knew that it was gonna, even the first one was gonna more or less build on what they had set up in Uncharted. So I'm like, it's a third person shooter. You take cover a lot of times. You uh, patch yourself up. There's an upgrade system. You sneak. You sneak. There's an upgrade system of upgrading your weapons and and your health and that sort of thing. Like, it's it's good gameplay. Like, it really is, and it it all feels more or less realistic. And they have a super easy mode for those of you who really just want the story. Yeah. I I will say, and the reason I bring it up is because like this this like hour and so many minutes long episode. Um of me waxing poetic about all the things I love about it. Here are the two things that I didn't. I don't like that you make me shoot dogs and F that stupid blob. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of like the parts of games that are too dark to see and that you have to use the flashlight in order to see. And this one does it to like an extreme. And you spend like this whole instance go as Abby going through this hospital. It's so effing dark. There are stalkers and everything. And I, I'm just like, my eyes hurt. I can hardly see. And then you get to the thing that you know is coming because like they they build it up. There's a thing in there. You hear it. Da, 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 da. And you had to fight this effing mutated thing. And I legitimately like call Casey and go like, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. And due to the power of share play, I was able to take control of her PlayStation and like, but like I got the blob myself. You did. I did. And then I was like, here, Casey, take share play and get me out of this effing hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't that much after. But, like, I was at my breaking point with that part. So gameplay-wise, those are my two instances. But I would still play this game again. Yeah. Uh, so that effing hospital. Let us know what you think about it. Obviously, we are major fans of the game. I yeah. would give this, a, like, without even thinking, a 10 out of 10. Yes. Like, just no... Yeah, even no. the two things that I didn't like could not make this game less amazing to me. Uh, and so I think we might do another version of the Game Awards, the Video Game Awards, <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, let us know if you want us to do that. Uh, but Our previous episode, you can listen to at some somewhere on whichever app that you're listening on. But, uh, yeah, I, I want to know what you guys think. Uh, I know there's a lot of stuff and there's a lot of hate towards this game. There's and, a lot of polarizing opinions. Yep. And, you know, even if you played the game and still didn't like it, that's totally fair. Mm -hmm. That's totally valid. Uh, but just, you know, we here at Talk Nerdy To Me Baby like positivity. We love love love. And yes. we only accept love love. Live. Uh, laugh. Live. Love. Love, love. And so, yeah, like, we want to know what you, you, you guys think about it. 
but uh, just just be nice. Yeah, be kind. This is not a place that we need any hate. We don't need any more hate in the world. There's already enough. Yep. And on that note, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Talk Nerdy to Me, baby, where we talk to you, baby. For a long time. For a really long time. Every time I think we're going to have a short episode, we don't have a short episode. Yeah, I knew this one was going to be super long. Uh, We gave you, much like the game, three days, twice (laughs) of content about this. We did. So I hope that you enjoyed it. Please, you know, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram or YouTubes or wherever, where I am Amory by the Write us a letter. On everything. (laughs) (laughs) write us a lever no that doesn't work it's another word (laughs) i am amory by the sea on all social media i'm case crusade on all the things and hey we love you your emotions are valid and you're our people you're our people bye Bye.